Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 131, episode 4 of Dead Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into American shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News. It's Thursday, April 30th, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, aka I'm all out of shade. This is how I deal. Ultraviolet, right? Penetrating through my pores I feel so estranged Bleach is now a meal Time to open nail salons My manicure looks worn Ah, that is courtesy of Pence and Sensibility Ha ha Um, I should have listened to that song Before I did that one Because I lost the thread about halfway through uh, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Please don't kill your family for a bag of Taco <laughs> Bell. I might kill my family <laughs> for a Doritos Loco Shell. Who's getting eight? All right, that was uh, me hitting that Zach uh, vocal because I'm just really into the Taco Bell Bulls on Parade mashup. Thank you to Christy Yamaguchi Main for that one. Um, oh, that song, good. I was listening to that one. Whew, that shit still goes. And uh, on the tweet, he wrote in parentheses, insert mouth guitar. I think most of us know how to do the Tom Morello. Guitar solo wow, on wow. that part. So, yeah, shout out to him. Wow, shout out to wow, everybody. Wow, wow, shout out to Tom wow, Morello. Wow. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat uh, by the agent of chaos, the resident <laughs> Daily Zeitgeist agent of chaos, uh, the Joker himself, Mr. Blakey Wexy Wax, Blake Wexler. <laughs> hey What's guys, up, this man? is Blake Wexler, aka the COVID oh, kid, aka go. the quarantine tween, aka the face of shelter in place, <laughs> aka the Al Capone of stay at home, aka the dish soap dope, aka Don't touch me, Julia. AKA Oscar the Fouch. <laughs> Guys, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for uh, having me. I missed you all. I did miss you. I have legitimately missed you. Yeah. Beautiful. Really? Prove uh, it. I have. Get a tattoo. Of Get a tattoo. Get a tattoo I'm on the sofa. I'm going server. to. <laughs> on your eyelids. I'm going to. One eye says Jack, one eye says Miles. Easily. Where do you want it? <laughs> on your eyelids, I said. One oh, eye. on my eyelids. Each yeah, eyelid. Course. Coward. Do it because uh, I'm get getting you on I'll get matching ones. All right. All right. That's fair. I'll, I'll get the that. insides tatted. There are some, um, there are some great Julia? AKs in there. Were those all your, were those all your, yours? Uh, I Blake, have. Blakey Blake or, or, originals? Well, I used my, I don't want to give you too much of a behind the scenes look, but I did use no, my $1,200 well, $1, uh, in stimulus money on writers for that one, uh, for that <laughs> wow. one AKA. And it's money well spent. Yeah, and I mean, I, we and, need yeah. writers for our AKs. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, and I, Blake, I, I appreciate say. you, you know, uh, trusting me to write that for you. And I did definitely <laughs> give you a cut rate on those AKs, but you know, either I get it, or just <laughs> it was all kind trying of to make, yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't want you to embarrass yourself. Well, it was a union gig, and uh, <laughs> I, I did give you union pay for it. Yeah, and I'm not even in the union. And I appreciate that. I should appreciate that. <laughs> Son of that. a bitch. <laughs> this is the job that gets you in the union. It is. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Huge for you, man. Yeah. William H. Um, Taft Hartley or something. Isn't that how you go? <laughs> Isn't that Taft Hartley in? Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake, how have you been with uh, how, how has quarantining 
uh, gone for the quarantine kid. Honestly, my days are uh, indiscernible from uh, life before uh, pandemic. Yeah. They're completely the same. And then my nights are just more relaxing because I don't have stand-up. So, uh, yeah, a lot of digital stuff. Um, yeah, really, I've just been like biking and hiking, <laughs> you know, but without trails. I've been biking. Yeah. What I've been hiking around nicer neighborhoods than the ones that I live in. So elevated hills I've been walking <laughs> around and I'll dress up a little bit and nice. wink at the neighbors. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, a lot of digital stuff right now. You sound like a <laughs> like a 90s media exec, like going into the 2000s. Yeah, it's still looking at a lot of digital stuff right now, man. It's a lot of digital. It's all digital underground. I interpreted that logo. as a lot of finger stuff. Yeah, you that too. Other oh, kind like of digital. digits. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, the shame um, about the octopus is it has all those fucking legs, but no fingers. Yeah. Am I right? Cups. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no hideous uh, right. beak. <laughs> that awful beak. Oh, come on. Come on. Leave that. Hey, leave that octopus. I'm sorry. Come Edit on. that out. <laughs> uh, what that beak do? What that uh, beak Blake. do, though? You don't, hey, don't want to know what that beak do. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. <laughs> you really don't. It's <laughs> fucking terrifying. You do not uh, want anything to do with the beak. first, we're going to tell Pray to God. our listeners what we're talking about. Uh, Mike Pence gave us a, an explanation for his going raw into the Mayo Clinic. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Justin Amash, Trump's meat policy, why he cares more about dead animal meat than live humans. Uh, we're going to check in with what Mnuchin is saying. Uh, we're going to check in with the Lakers, uh, and we are going to get to the My Pillow CEO autobiography. <laughs> I swear it. It's happening today. Damn it. Uh, but first, Blake, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? So uh, a recent search that I had was strong legs dangerous, um, because in my quarantine, uh, I've been working on my legs a lot, a lot of squats, a lot of, uh, as I mentioned earlier, walking up hills. Um, biking, and it's gotten to the point where I am quarantining with my girlfriend and my dog, and I don't want to put them in in danger with my legs because they've gotten so massive and strong. So I've been looking up just ways to <laughs> arrange my apartment, make sure they don't. The other day, I walked by a tree. The tree's gone. The tree's gone. I thought I left enough distance, but one of my one of my thighs knocked it right over. So I am worried <laughs> about knocked it over. You just kicked the shit out of it with your new leg power. Well, someone the issue with so if I was to kick it down, that would mm -hmm. um, imply premeditation, and that's the problem. Is that uh, without uh, even thinking, these things happen. Someone drove could be by self defense. Yeah, someone uh, drove by and cat called my legs, and uh, I turned quickly, and they knocked over a tree. So what oh, if that was okay. a loved one? You know, so yeah. that's what I'm Googling. Yeah. Right. What are we? So, what's your regimen basically? You just, uh, you squat for like three consecutive hours straight? Well, you know, frogs. <laughs> like, uh, what are like, are, are you, being, are you slandering French people? Miles, do you know frogs? So, you know, frogs. Conceptually, right? I don't, yeah, I don't know the yeah, intelligence I'm, level of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> hey, so man. You know what I'm working you know, with here. Hey, bro, yeah. bro. You, you know frogs, right? Right, right. Okay, okay so yeah, I know frogs. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, so yeah, frogs, I know frogs. The way they move around is how I've been moving around in that it's mostly a squat and leap <laughs> situation. So I haven't been, I haven't walked mm -hmm. normally in a month and a half. 
<laughs> well, I'm glad. Damn. So, but they aren't dangerous, right? For the record. I, no, that's the problem. They might be. They are. So I'm, oh, well, they're dangerous. Right. I'm just trying to uh, figure my life spatially in order to uh, <laughs> basically cut down on the casualties of these camps. I, th- this sounds like a stupid ass TLC show that would happen after the quarantine about people <laughs> my, who like big w- fucking legs. Yeah, like my, my way too strong <laughs> legs life. <laughs> My 31-year-old legs life is just so strong. My my one really strong leg. (laughs) What was the cat call? What was the cat call that you got when when you had to turn around quickly and knock down a tree with your thighs? Uh, they screamed, um, "Oh my god! I think I'm gonna have a heart attack! Look at those things in between his knees and his hips." Oh wow! Yeah, very because yeah, it's the thighs mostly. The calves yeah. are fine, right? They didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know the word for thighs. Calves I understand are harder. why calves now are you're asking us if we've heard of frogs. You spend your time around people who aren't <laughs> complete familiar with morons. very basic yeah. things. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Look at those things between his knee and his <laughs> betwixt his <laughs> knees. They know betwixt. Yeah, they know betwixt for some reason. It's a very confused time yeah. traveler. You yeah. live around. They're up through the Shakespeare era, but. It they haven't learned any of the words that Shakespeare actually invented. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, what is something that you think is underrated? Uh, underrated? I, I do. I'm not besides doing good your thighs. Oh no, those I think have gotten their uh, their their due. <laughs> their due. Um, <laughs> underrated uh, songs with whistling in them. I think that like I was listening to blues music today, and then they had a guy like the guy was just whistling in the song and i'm like i really like this as an instrument i think it's underrated <laughs> okay i mean yeah, yeah. I ch- how much I whistle music are you, you listening well to? it's a song but then like instead of you know like a guitar solo or like a violin or something oh, he just okay. like whistles you know the part um, right 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 <laughs> have you ever seen that video of the guy who appears on a daytime talk show during like the 80s or 90s and he's a whistling performer and he whistles and the camera like cuts away to the crowd and it's just perplexed kids and parents like there's something it's completely innocent but there's something so wrong about it like yeah that sounds familiar but ugh, i can only imagine someone just like and this is a virtuoso whistle soloist uh it's gonna now do and the guy looks like a professional whistler if and so then do you just love young folks by peter bjorn and john (laughs) it was it was pre-young folks but probably you know an inspiration for that song but yeah, or like, don't worry. It's like, I'm really getting a Bobby McFerrin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, you I know mean, how the late like, 80s you know, like, had some mm-hmm. whistle jams. There was a uh, patient. Walk like by an Egyptian. Guns and Roses, Walk Like an Egyptian. Yeah. Uh, that other one you just mentioned, Bobby McFerrin. You know, yeah. all the hits. Yeah, I mean, all the hits, man. <laughs> all the hits. Yeah, big uh, fan. I think what it's is I mean, something. Don't forget Joel Santana, There It Go, either. <laughs> the whistle <laughs> song. Know. Oh yeah, that that's a jam. Man, that was huge. I, in my mind, I was thinking of the hood internet version of that that remix. I don't know why, just a glimpse into my mind. Hey Blake, yeah. what's something you think is overrated? <laughs> overrated, um, and this isn't completely negative, but uh, I'm a Thunderbirds guy, and uh, I think the Blue Angels as a um, decorative <laughs> flight division is completely completely overrated. I don't like the F-18 as a as a plane. Um, and the colors are also kind of bullshit where it's blue and gold. It's like, are you flying for Sweden 
what country are right. you flying for? So Thunderbirds, yeah. F-16, though an inferior aircraft, I think aesthetically much more impressive. And much cooler. Yeah, more difficult wow. to fly. What about that rumble when it tears across the sky? Who's got the better rumble? I mean, that's the question. I'm going to say, just like old, and this is, of course, not based off any information that I have, but uh, the F-16, this is true, is an older aircraft. So I would imagine like older cars are louder than uh, right. newer the cars. The muffler on the F-16 is not uh, <laughs> notably bad. <laughs> they got whistle terrible. tips on them from that Bub Rub video from the early 2000s. <laughs> the F-16 would not pass a smog test uh, in Los Angeles. Let's put it that way. Um, I love the idea of somebody who's like a, a flyover connoisseur. Right. Who's like, boo, fuck the blue angels. <laughs> I'd, I'd roll my eyes, but I don't want to look at them. The whole time, yeah, because yeah, you're referencing how they did that flyover in New York, the, yeah. the duo Thunderbirds Blue Angels flyover. Yeah, both of them. Come yeah, on, make like, up your mind. But I just like have some if vision. Some asshole, right? Who's out there with all the other people who are like kind of taking it in, going, "Hey, hey, 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 what, what, what?" You know, the fucking Blue Angels are fucking. They suck. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> but you what? can't hear them because <laughs> you it's know hold that, on, right? man. I, I'm trying to show my kid these jets. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck is this? You uh, go to the Super Bowl and leave after the flyover. Yeah, it's like I no, can't. You I leave can't. because it's the Blue Angels. <laughs> <laughs> you show one up very person late. throwing their hands yeah, up like, in oh, the air, oh. exasperated. It's not the Thunderbirds. Um, we gotta go. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I don't care if I don't care if we pay three thousand dollars for these tickets. Nothing it's not worth it. uh is more diminished by television than the flyover. In person, one of the great things to see. Oh, yeah. Uh, just shocking, and just you've never seen anything move that fast across the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, just, ima just imagine what it's like to be on the other end of that thing, man, if you cross one of our <laughs> mega corporations, bro. Woo! <laughs> That's Fucking right, creepy, bro. man. Wow. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> but then, like, on TV, it's just so shitty. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Well, it's wow. like how improv doesn't really. It's like translate. trying to take a picture of the moon. Wait, so you're like a, you're like a guy who like uh, is an advocate for vinyl. Like when you watch Jet Flow, you're like, nah, nah, yeah. dude, I can't, I can't handle yeah. video. I gotta be there. It's just really not the same. <laughs> it's not. The yeah, same. It's really the not worth it. The only part of NFL football that's better uh, in person. Everything <laughs> yeah. else is better experienced. On TV, maybe, dude, um, uh, Blake, you should just you know devote your life to following the Thunderbirds wherever they do their their flyovers. They're too fast. Yeah, <laughs> no, but <laughs> what, I get. Oh, oh, you mean to their the, the wherever they wherever they perform? Yeah, and like you just get so many patches and pins from oh. every show they've been to. You're like, I don't know, man. I lost track after about the forty third 40 43rd 400 no 430th one sorry <laughs> what what if i misinterpreted your advice there and i like just trained my ass off and bought a plane and tried to <laughs> literally chase them. Like, yeah. chase them down they, they, and then you're you're tragically shot down because people think you're some kind of like <laughs> intruder enemy aircraft <laughs> or tragically awed by how impressive they are as flyers compared yeah. to the blue angels so i'm just like what's the point yeah oh wow mm -hmm. well we'll workshop that we will. I think I it's know, fine man. the maybe, way it is. Maybe it could be like some news outlet, uh, Blue Angel or Thunderbird correspondent. Is like, yes. man, those things are fast. And now to Blake Wexler. 
Well, they, you Our see they're in the, the diamond street. formation, which is, as we all know, the riskiest <laughs> formation. And I some mean, guy comes in, he's like, that's actually not true, man. I don't know why you have this guy talking <laughs> on your show. He has no aviation experience. He has nothing to do with the military, nothing. He's saying the wrong stuff <laughs> all the time. <laughs> expert on flyovers. Uh, that's like, I mean, there are royal watchers who devote their entire lives mm-hmm. to the royal family's various appearances and there is literally nothing to be an expert on. They're the most boring human beings. In I the was world. A, a royal air force watcher um, in my teens, and now <laughs> I've obviously moved on to domestic flights. And now you just moved a, on. yeah, now you're just a thunderbird. Thank you. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true that you know to be false? Uh, going off um, my, my, my plane obsession, uh, the Blue Angels are not a part of the Air Force. They are a part of the Navy. So even though they're planes, not Thank in the Air you. Force. Hence the color, the color palette. Yeah, exactly. Just leave the flying to the professionals. All right. Thunderbirds <laughs> Air Force Division. Do you ever yeah. watch that those Red Bull stunt plane videos? Oh, that that would stress me out too much. Those are so fucking ridiculous. I don't even know. I don't understand how you. I I, there, I wonder how many tragic crashes there are when people are like, "I'm just gonna fly through this like knife's edge canyon here, just go completely vertical." Anyway, <laughs> can, shout out to I any stunt so- pilots. <laughs> Can I tell you something wild? Uh, this will be very quick. My um, one of my best friends growing up, his dad was uh, or and continues to be a pilot and like small planes, and he was a trick plane pilot as well. And this is gonna sound made up, but I, I swear to God, it's true. He took our friend, uh, his dad, up in the trick plane with him, and like another one of our friends' dads. So he didn't tell them that it was a trick plane. So he was flying the plane and then went into a, sh- a sharp dive and started oh screaming at the top of his lungs. And then like they thought they were going to die because they didn't know it was a trick plane. And then he like pulled up at the last second. And it's they weren't friends going forward after that. Because, <laughs> oh my. How fucked like, what how a funny riot. is that? But how fucked up is that? <laughs> that's so that's like one of my worst nightmares. <laughs> you that's can't actually that. the thing I'm thinking is going to happen when I I'm like, fuck, dude, not yeah. tiny. Anytime Watch on this shit. Clinton, yeah. Watch this shit just fucking fall straight out and then it happens. Ah, I'm just kidding. I'd be like, dude, I'm gonna f- I would fucking kill you, but we'd both die. Yeah. Just leave me just get me out of here. That must be I think that's what makes somebody a pilot is thinking that's funny. Like because that pranks. seems to be something that all <laughs> yeah. pilots have is like people really like whereas other people are afraid of plummeting to their death, I think it's hilarious. Uh, right. There's that wonder- like engagement video that they like, where the guy was like, "Honey, we're running out of gas. Like, quick, look at this thing." And then it was like the uh, emergency guide was uh, like a proposal video. It was like him, her being like, "Okay, it says here, <laughs> will I marry you?" Oh, you got me. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my god. Uh, I- I proposing. mean, I guess it all depends on how afraid of death you are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because proposing isn't exciting enough. You know, yeah. you got to mix death in with it. Just, yeah. I wonder how many tragic, like, small plane crashes are born out of pilot stunts, pilot pranks gone wrong. Right. People doing pranks and then like, oh, they just never oh, pull oh, up. And they're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, you asshole. 
You fucking asshole. Just kidding. Really? No, I'm not. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. Like you're like, oh guys, you're free vote. Ah, no, I'm just kidding, guys. We're going. Hold on. Oh fuck. Uh, what you said? It was a prick. No more bits. No more bits. Uh, <laughs> no Jesus. more bits. No more bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, oh. When you you kept saying trick planes, and for some reason I kept thinking of a plane that like explodes, but it bursts into confetti, <laughs> like oh. like one of those like trick uh, golf balls Just or whatever. Snakes. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like a trick plane who like pulls up on the block looking for a, mm. a sex uh-huh. worker plane. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, <laughs> like, all right. Trick well, plane we're going to uh, workshop some more trick plane material uh, during the break, that's, and we'll be back. That, that's an adult swim commercial or adult <laughs> swim cartoon where like a bunch of planes are people, and there's like the anyway. All right, never mind. Quar that's thoughts. actually one of my son's favorite TV shows on Netflix. Is called like uh, Plane Guys. <laughs> Probably came up with a better name. The than Plane that, Bros. Like, Remember in the plane bros in like World War II, they draw just naked women on their like bomber planes. It's like, yeah, I want to like bomb the enemy, but I'm horny too. You know, like what is yeah, yeah, not yeah. A, yeah, yeah. I want like anime, sex and violence, baby, planes. sex and yeah. violence, same thing. Yeah, man, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you remember also, that? Those were the days. Hey, you remember know, that when you, you know were war? there? You know war, yeah. right? First naked woman I ever saw was on the uh, on the Enola B2 Gay that I was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was uh, I don't I don't even know the name of a specific crew position one can hold on a uh, on a B two bomber bombardier. But, all right, pilot. Bombardier. Yeah, yeah. I was the bombardier. <laughs> yeah, that, the, that would have saved the bit if Jack would have known one one position on the plane. Then this whole yeah. thing would have gone better. I was uh, I was wing guy. <laughs> Wing, Damn it! I, I should come up with wing guy. Trey wing guy. Uh. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and we covered uh, a couple days ago how Mike Pence went into the Mayo Clinic. Uh, without a mask on, just showing off that uh, lantern jaw of his. And uh, he, you know, he saw that there was some pushback and he was like, ah, this is liberal media. And so he had, he had an explanation. Yeah. I mean, everyone was, the photos again, we, as we said, horrifying. You're in a fucking hospital where they're treating and researching COVID-19. He's talking to someone in a bed receiving treatment, presumably for COVID-19 or something. I don't know what, but his whole, this is his logic. Now, listen up, fucking snowflakes. As vice president of the United States, this is a quote, as vice president of the United States, I'm tested for the coronavirus on a regular basis, and everyone who is around me is tested for the coronavirus. And since I don't have the coronavirus, I thought it'd be a good opportunity for me to be here to be able to speak to these researchers, these incredible healthcare personnel, and look them in the eye and say thank you, which is the same logic. everyone knows... It's the, you look people in the eye with your mouth and nose. That's yeah, true. exactly. And breathe onto them. And that's a go. Yeah, I, that th- I knew that guy respected me because when he was talking to me, he didn't actually look me in my eyes. He just coughed all over me. I mean, the logic of sort of like, we get tested all the time is like some shit like, 
why the fuck would I wear a condom? I don't have STDs. You fuck. <laughs> fuck that. I get tested. I'm good. I don't need to do that shit. Like, well, yeah. easy, bro. It's Even not just under- about that narrowly. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a courtesy. Even under normal circumstances, his face is so unsettling as a face. He should just be wearing a mask anyway if he visited a hospital where these people Mm. are in fragile health. And just gazing upon that man's just stone, just ghoul face, it's just not not good for the heart. It's always pulled and contorted. Like, if I was in a hospital bed and he's like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, I would be like, something's wrong with me. I have minutes to live. Yeah, like, oh, no. Like it's all over. His I'm not face. gonna lie to you guys. I think his face is the only thing he has going for him. Like I think I do. <laughs> what do you I think mean? he's like, like going for him. Like I, is this a beauty like, patch? I think he is entirely vice president because of his face. Like, oh right. I think he has he has no intelligence. He but he looks like a somebody that would be like if there was stock footage and you had to cast some random jc penny model as the president like <laughs> right. that's who you would cast and yeah like he j- i think he knows that that is what he has and so he's he's he knows he can't he can't put uh something in between his money maker and, right. and the rest of the world or else he loses all his power that makes then sense. he just looks like a weird old white hair well, right that would be like if I went into public with something covering my legs. You know, that's really all I have going for me at this point. <laughs> right. So that's why I wear, yeah, I leave them out. That's why you only shop at yeah. Fashion Nova now. Exactly. exactly. Just accentuate. I told I you think, that in confidence. <laughs> well, it's pretty obvious from the IG pics, my man. I'm sorry. Uh, the pen stuff, it'd be funny like if he really thought his face was the only thing. So if he was like, all right, well, if I cover my face, I got to do something with this hair, man. Mm. And he did like some wacky ass <laughs> hairdo and shit. Like, to, to see, he's, like, he's like, I need something. I need something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Just a big hat. Beautiful, long, blonde hair. It's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> What? What, yeah, what? This is what I've always looked like. And just like. like amazing eye makeup. Ooh, yeah. It's like, what? He's like the hot gremlin. Yeah. Oh, the hot gremlin. <laughs> Who doesn't love hot gremlin? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did I get a little uh, audibly horny there when you mentioned the hot, hot gremlin? No I apology necessary. No, look. <laughs> to each their own. Fully understand. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about Justin Amash. Uh, This is a dude who I was vaguely familiar with because he left the GOP uh, in response to Trump. And so I assumed automatically he's a real one. He's the he's the man. Yeah. Uh, And it turns out uh, if I had done like two minutes of research, I would have uh, learned that he's (laughs) not the man. Well, you know, I think the Overton window there's no window anymore. It's a big, we don't know what's good compared to anything anymore. It's like, huh? So like you said, he stood up to Trump and he just did the bare minimum really by being like, yeah, this is actually not good objectively, morally. I'm going to leave. This is bad. But before that, he was voting pretty, he was pretty much a rubber stamp for any policy Trump or any bill Trump was supporting or opposing. Like he was a pretty consistent vote. Um, so he went from like a hundred percent to the of the time to something like seventy something percent of the time uh, voting with Trump, even after he became, uh, even after he became an independent. But so now he's basically saying that he wants to run for 
president, but as a libertarian. And he, yeah. just, he just wants to be the sane option, you know, to uh, the, the president. Now, again, like you're saying, Jack, he rode in on this total anti-Obama Tea Party wave. That's how he got into the House. And yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, That's and I under the worst. I understand. You know, props to him at the very least that he did the bare minimum because no one else seems to be doing that. I can acknowledge that. I can give you that. But I think at this point, when you're saying I want to run for president, and we're looking at your past, and you're saying stuff like, you know, at one point he was saying that abortion should be banned three days after conception. So you, there's only three mm. from conception. You have three days after that. It's a wrap. I don't even know how you do yeah. that scientifically, medically uh, confirm when that moment was specifically. But uh, he also is like voted against. Just anti ask Justin Amash. He knows. Yeah, man. He's, he's the sex doctor. He's voted against anti lynching bills. He's not, Ugh. you know, I, he's 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 not the refreshing candidate you'd want. I get it. Uh, I think. From his perspective, he's an alternative to the president. And I think a lot of people are trying to understand who this is not good for, if that's worse for Trump or if it's worse for Biden, um, if he actually ends up running and, you know, like what that effect is on pulling votes. Mm, but yeah. I don't know. I think if if he can turn the head of like a tortured Trump voter, I don't know if that's necessarily good for Biden if they were thinking of voting for Joe Biden. What state is he based out of? Michigan. Oh, okay. Hmm. Our greatest state. No. Um, Shout out to the glove. Um, or the hand. What do you call it? The glove or the hand? I think it's the mitten. Glove. Mitten. Mitten. Really? The, the glove was uh, Gary Payton. The mitten is I, Michigan. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's because, you know, I think I've heard some rapper, uh, maybe cl- slang, refer to it as the glove. And that's mm-hmm. what I thought of it as that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, he was talking about Gary Payton. Yeah, he's talking about Gabe. <laughs> he's just a, about. impeccable defensive skills mm-hmm. um, or his signature sneaker. Yeah, I don't know. I think with him coming in there, it's probably going to be a problem for Biden because either I mean, this guy coming in, he's going to be an alternative for someone who is looking at like Supreme Court math. And it's not like Justin Amash is going to try and be like, yeah, we need a liberal uh, on the Supreme Court. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. We'll see. I don't know. That's. He's got an exploratory uh, committee going, so we shall see. Yeah. Uh, may, let's hope we don't. Let's hope we don't see. Let's hope he I mean, we shall see if, 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 if he even does, if he gets a nomination. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Um. All right. And finally, uh, the president is using uh, the DPA, the Defense Protection Act. Is that right? Defense. Yep. What is it? Production Act. Sure. Defense Production Act uh, to force no, meat processing <laughs> facilities. I said, I said protection. <laughs> Defense right. production. Sure. I was like, I was like, sure. It was the sure reaction that yeah. was so funny. <laughs> sure, who gives a shit at this fucking uh, point? <laughs> uh, so Trump is using the Defense Production Act to force meat processing facilities to open. And start providing uh, the critical infrastructure of give him his meats. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a meat daddy. He likes his meats. Mm. And uh, so over two dozen facilities uh, had been shut down due to COVID outbreaks. Uh, and he was like, nah, fuck all that. Uh, so he's forcing them back to work. And he's saying the feds will throw down on some PPE. 
and also uh, he'll use his talent and innate ability to uh, provide some tips on ways that they can not get sick or at the very least ways that companies can avoid getting sued. You can only, right? you can only imagine the tips on protection that the White House is going to offer uh, considering the state of some of these briefings, like which means probably none that's functioning. Well, probably. But anyway, yeah. The other thing is the liability uh, protection that he's offering these companies because inevitably, you know, these companies want to put these people back to work. And if things, if we don't know who has the illness and who doesn't, inevitably someone will contract the illness and potentially pass away. So then if there's, if they have coverage from the government over liability, then they can't go after the employer for forcing them to risk their fucking lives. And like the unions are fucking screaming their heads off about this and be like, like you gotta, you're not even doing the minimum of like giving, there are people wearing hair nets as face masks at one point and they're like, that's not fucking even remotely close to PPE. That's just a weird face mask. Um, and, you know, it just, we're seeing now that the whole irony of it is that the president cares literally more about dead meat than alive fucking human people, uh, that that's the priority. And on top of this, uh, this, you know, act, we're seeing that a lot of the states that or a few of the states that are reopening pretty aggressively are like trying to make it so that you have no choice but to go to work if your employer says, hey, we're open again, um, because Essentially, if you don't go to work for a health concern when your employer is saying, hey, we're open, then they'll consider that a quit and you will lose your unemployment benefits. This story hit close to home, um, obviously, because a lot of these meat factories have reached out about using my uh, one of my legs to feed Idaho and I think Minnesota. It mm -hmm. was to use it, you know, obviously, because mm -hmm. the amount that they could get off these babies, I politely declined. But to your point. Um, the fact mm -hmm. that uh, liability coverage is one of the first things that's being mentioned in this. Uh, <laughs> Wait, in this, why yeah. even pivot to a serious point? Blake? Huh? Maybe I'm about <laughs> to make another joke. Blake, Blake calls his gym the meat factory. Right? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or at yeah. least that's what the sign behind you says. It does. Uh, it does. And my God, the electric bill that I am getting for this sign is yeah. in the for tens the, of thousands. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's blinding. Um, it looks like a leather biker hat and a handlebar mustache. That's like right. This fluorescent light. That's right. Instead of fact. teeth, it's toes. <laughs> the person's mouth. <laughs> oh, whoa. Yeah. God. Yeah, everything else. I is... like where I'm at. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Were you going to make a serious point or a joke about the liability coverage? No, no. I actually, uh, I was going to make a serious point, but you also oh. made a very good point. Why make one <laughs> at this point? But I was going to say that if if the liability uh, is just one of the first things that you mentioned, maybe uh, there's so many horrible things that could happen that you would be liable for. Perhaps it's not a great idea uh, to open back up is was the point. That yeah, I was gonna make. no, it's true. But I, yeah. I think it's 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 fucking cruel, you know, and this is again, this is what this kind of class warfare looks like. These companies are saying like, yo, I got meat rotting. I need these people to go back to work so I can sell this shit, mm -hmm. but they're all scared of the fuck. So, dude, get, do me a solid here. Cover my ass while I force these people possibly to illness or worse death, and I can get my money going. And they have no choice because, look, if they don't come in, then they won't get uninsurance. They won't get unemployment benefits. It's fucking really, really fucked. The governor of Iowa 
Kim Reynolds said, if you're an employer, this is what this was her like whole quote on Iowa's policy. If you're an employer and you offer to bring your employee back to work and they decide not to, that's a voluntary quit. Therefore, they would not be eligible for the unemployment money. And in Texas, was, huh? is a voluntary quit? Was that a phrase before that sentence? Uh, yes. Probably like if you're in terms of that, impl- uh, applying for unemployment. Mm-hmm. Got it. A Ma- voluntary quit. Maybe not it. those exact words, but if you voluntarily like left your job, leave a job, you can't. Yeah. 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 Voluntary employment at will employment. I've just never heard someone say that's a voluntary quit. It sounds uh-huh. like it could be a, it is a little child, a catchphrase of a blue collar, yeah. <laughs> a blue collar comedian. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Greg Abbott in Texas, you know, lifted restrictions, I think, starting at the end of this week. And a lot of people are still don't feel safe going back to their jobs. And but same thing, you could lose your benefits. But the state is saying like they're kind of looking at if they can make exceptions and things like that. But again, this is like we could only go three fucking weeks when we were like, we need to think of people and keeping them safe and keeping them healthy to immediately the fucking billionaires are bitching. And so now it's like we got to get these people off the fucking unemployment benefits and into the fucking meat facilities and into the hair salons or whatever fuck the safety it's really the change up is so fucking drastic and this is what happens when you have a federal government that's not on the same page with the states and when the states are not on the same page with each other and sometimes the local city governments aren't on the same page as the states either where there's an interesting thing going on uh my parents uh or my family lives in charleston and the uh you know mcmaster the governor of south carolina has opened up you know like uh, the beaches etc etc but on a local level some of the local towns have not opened up their beaches so uh you know there is like possibly the governor could take action against these people or you know like um but uh it is interesting to see if you have more liberal pockets at a local level in more conservative states they are you know, trying to take some sort of control, whether legally or morally, over what they're doing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just so pronounced. Like you can tell how much a human life is valued based right. on like what leaders are willing to do to protect people. It's like it's just yeah. it's come directly. You know, they're saying the people who have too much pressure on them are caving, and they're like, Ooh, "Fine." Mm-hmm. Whereas other, you know, you you want to hear someone act like they're your parent. Or knows better than you, or knows more information. Saying, "Yo, I'm gonna be real with you. This shit is still out there. Like, I'm not. Why risk? No, it's not worth the risk. It's just not worth the risk. No one's life is worth the risk. Every other people are like, it's got. We got. It's worth the risk. It's worth the risk of losing your life. My That's jeans don't yeah. fit anymore because my legs have gotten so goddamn big. They've burst right. through the denim, which was supposedly a strong fabric. So now I need to go shopping for new pants. I can't just order them online. They show up. They don't fit. I'll be fucking naked from the waist down. Yeah. Right. I mean, I've yeah. never. Yeah. You made those Jinkos look like they were painted on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I did. It's impressive. Yeah. Truly impressive. And I will again. <laughs> <laughs> For the for the photo um, of this episode, should I just draw a face on my thighs and like blakewexler.com? dot com? I don't want to give that away. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And <laughs> Mnuchin. Last story before we get into the less serious news. Mnuchin, whose name I have totally forgotten. Steve. Yep. Steven. Steven. It doesn't seem like a Steve. Stevie. 
Steve Mnuchin, Mnuchin oh, Gucci, uh, is saying that they will audit any SBA loans that are over $2 million. He announced uh, today, Jack, that actually it's just all SBA loans. So not just the $2 million anymore. Like he amended that oh, and said okay. all of them. Oh, even, even oh, more good. oversight. Great. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean... We were talking about how the weirdest people ended up with millions of dollars, including my Los Angeles Lakers, which is, I think, the yeah. only fucking team in the NBA to get this PPP money. Well, Miles, in their defense, they do need all of, all of those millions of dollars to buy uh -huh. a weed whacker strong enough to knock off whatever is above Anthony Davis's eyes. Oh, so wow. I think that's why they need it. They needed the money. They the need burn, it. Burn, burn. Uh, <laughs> oh man, okay. Miles. Miles does not do well with criticism of <laughs> Anthony. Do Davis's not talk unibrow. about Ad's unibrow. It's powerful. <laughs> oh, he'll resign. It's powerful. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's just like so. Uh, they were like the 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 logic behind the Lakers getting is so stupid. They should be embarrassed. Well, uh, when it, they applied for it, um, but then they said. They only, like, after they learned that the funds were low, they were like, oh, okay, maybe we should give the money back. Why'd you fucking apply for it in the first place? You don't you don't need it. You don't need it. Right. I think people just yeah, look at it. It's like, well, we could lose money, so we should take it, rather than, like, is it ethical? Is it moral, given the revenues, or that we're valued at, like, over $4 billion or some shit as a, as a yeah. club? Whatever. But, I mean, Franchise. the rules of capitalism yeah. that, like, we are learning... Like the more out in the open this shit becomes, the more we learn that it's like you cheat until you get caught and then you act like if people are looking at you, you act in a superficial way like you're good, good guy. Uh, but then, yeah, you cheat as much as you can. You take the money because everybody else is taking it because everybody is a thief. We have the the president of the United States is you know, won at capitalism by being a grifter. So like, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to suddenly start like holding ourselves to high moral standards. Like everybody for the past three decades has won the game of capitalism by, you know, being predatory and cheating. So that's just how it's going to work. Right. I'm not saying it's good. I don't, I don't forgive the Lakers. Uh, you don't forgive them? Not yet. All they right. haven't apologized to me directly. Yeah, um, not since fair. they took I mean, it Wilt was just Chamberlain. A little text message, and they were yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, all right, guys, let's take a quick break, uh, and then when we come back, we have a uh, an important piece of literature I want to share with you guys. And we're back, and uh, the the book of the year, nay, the decade, uh, <laughs> is probably uh, just been released, and it is the autobiography uh, from the My Pillow CEO Mike Lindell. He is telling a tale of his struggles. Uh, how he got to where he is. You you might know Mike Lindell because uh, Donald Trump just brought him up on stage at the uh, COVID-19 briefing a couple weeks ago, and he talked about oh, what a great job the president is doing. He's a vocal 
a Trump supporter and sort mm-hmm. of a figurehead in the uh, business community uh, among Trump supporters. I Trump's mean, doing a great job. Look, you could just say this guy's a business god. Mm-hmm. Just leave it at that. He's, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so he uh, he has a more interesting backstory than I had given him credit for, uh, and we learn all of that in. Uh, what I think is the greatest infomercial of all time. It's for his new autobiography, and we're just going to listen to some audio from it. Oh, I'm Mike Lindell. You know me as the My Pillow guy, but what you might not know is my story. I've spent years writing my memoir, and it's finally done. Before this terrible pandemic came upon us, I had already wrote, I dedicate this book to anyone looking for hope. Well, right now, we're all uh-huh. looking for hope. And I've always used mathematics to prove that God exists. In our lives, we've had things happen that are one in a million or one in a billion, or we might say that's impossible. Well, when do we say it all has to be a miracle? My life has been like living inside of a movie. And in my book, I have pictures that are going to validate everything that you're going to read. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to pause it right there. So far, what the fuck is this guy just saying out loud right now? He's amazed that he had, he said, uh, dedicated to people who need hope. The most As, general <laughs> statement possible. But he's like, I mean, if that's not a sign from God, I don't know what is. He could have said uh, that to but, distraught Patriot fans because Brady left. He's exactly. like, and it's crazy yeah. because I actually wrote in here before any of this. To anyone <laughs> seeking hope. I, it's, a, it's like, yo, God, I'm telling you, God exists because of math. First of all, Yang Gang. Right. Uh, and- I've always used mathematics to prove the existence of oh. God. And there's just going, just like saying that off the cuff, <laughs> like, is the most cocaine yeah. statement anyone's ever made. Like, just, Do, I don't know. Just I, drug mania. There just, are people <laughs> in. Uh, who I know, who I'm acquainted, acquainted with, in my extended family, who speak like that, like so intensely, yeah. will say stuff like, "Look at, the, oh my God, look at the moon right now. You know, the sky hasn't looked like this in 700 years." And you're like, "What? <laughs> also, no? uh-huh. how do you prove that?" They're like, "It just, I'm telling you, it hasn't because of this." And you're like, "Okay, okay, all right, pillow guy." My what? life has been like living inside a movie, and yeah, I have pictures. I got that. pictures. <laughs> I got pictures that'll prove it. That correlate. Right. With, oh no! You what? ever pictures? hear a song and you're like, "Whoa, what if this is a soundtrack for a movie, man?" But the movie is my life, man. What Oof. kind of memoir? requires like proof you know like what kind of insane things are you saying during your pillow your bed memoir that you need pictures to prove like what kind of no, life no, no, is no, this guy no, like no no blake pictures what? he's P- got pictures oh oh, oh like like he water reciprocals yeah if i'm All sorry right. but if you can't if you can't properly say pictures when you're trying to say something as important as like saying like my life's a movie and i'm a mm-hmm. god and i can prove it through these pictures <laughs> I immediately go, mm, pictures that are... We've got Nolan Ryan, dog. Roger Clemens. Yeah, Tim Wakefield. <laughs> Tim Wakefield. I, I keep bringing up Tim Wakefield like the last three weeks. It's a um, funny okay. reference because he throws the knuckleball. Yeah, I know. I've just mm-hmm. been thinking, yeah. I just love a good off-speed pitch. That's of really course. why I keep bringing him up. It's, it's a technique, you know what I mean? Uh, shout out to Daisuke. Um, okay, now. Uh, let's, we'll go back, let's go back into his pitch because we haven't even scratched the fucking surface. 
I believe that my story is going to bring inspiration and hope to everyone. By the time you're done reading my book, you will believe that with God, all things are possible. Mike spent the last seven years writing his book to share his life story. In this difficult time we are in, Mike's book will bring much needed inspiration and hope to everyone who reads it. But now the game was over. The house had won. I was going to die right here on this deserted street, a small item in the news. American tourist goes missing in Mexico. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> So just to just um, <laughs> what a turn of events. Let that just God really let that sink in, y'all. Really, I mean, I fell out of a third the, story the, building. The woman's onto the voice. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> God. I was with a, I was with an, I was with a buddy of mine. We were drunk on an ATV. He busts an endo, and I go flying off the back of that thing, head straight into a light pole. There's the headline. And when my head hit that airbag, I knew. Mike has spent the last seven years straight writing nonstop <laughs> so he could bring you the story of his life. Like, I'm just, this guy has been awake. Like, he is already giving off very cokey vibes. Oh, of course. Just like and he been writing nonstop so he could share the story with you. It's well, when like, you get what? the when you get the vague pitch where it's like, oh my God, this book's gonna bring inspiration to people who need it. It's like, I don't know what the fuck that means. That doesn't mean anything. It's gonna prove to you God's existence through and I make things possible through God. Okay. <laughs> got the pictures of God uh, out. Okay, now let's 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 go on um to hear some more. Call now or visit mypillow.com to purchase What Are the Odds from Crack. Okay, I'm just sorry. One last thing. Go to mypillow.com to purchase the book. What are the odds? What are the ads? Oh, uh, I mean, he's got I mean, he's got the e-commerce infrastructure built into mypillow.com. Why throw the money away on a separate website for your <laughs> kooky biography? It'll put Added you to, to sleep. CEO. <laughs> Um, hold on. Let me pull it back a little bit because the title, we got to hear the full title. Call now or visit MyPillow.com to purchase What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO. Enter the promo what? code and you'll receive free shipping. Mike will also include a free $25 MyPillow gift card. Mike shares his incredible story of addiction, divine intervention, and hope. In his new memoir, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, learn how Mike's 14 near-death experiences and heavy crack addiction led him from a place of total darkness into the light. Dude, <laughs> 14 near-death experiences is the funniest, the most unintentional funny thing, but like the funniest thing. Yeah. Like no comedy writer can write anything better than Mike's 14 near-death experiences. He just like can't stop having near-death experiences. But also just like the really leaning into his addiction, like he went for this crack addiction. To a see crack addiction. Also, he had 14 near-death experiences. I'm sorry for anybody who wanted a third season of the OA. This book might be it. Right. If you, if you need more yeah. NDEs, just compare this motherfucker has been through it. Instead of sheep, before he goes to sleep, he counts all of his near-death experiences. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so this is what's amazing, right? I don't know if you... Uh, I don't think we need to hear any more of it because those are the best parts. No, but, oh those are God. those are my highlights. As I said, if you purchase the book now, you go to mypillow.com and you purchase the book, you'll get a $25 gift card with your purchase. So what's funny is uh, the soft cover, uh, I'll, I'll go from the most expensive. 
The most expensive version is the hardcover for $39.99, the softcover for $29.99, and the digital download for $19.99. So basically, he'll give you $5 to download the digital version. I love it. I love that. I mean, they did their math. They ran the margins on this. Easy. I'll give them a $5 off. They got to spend it. We call that a loss leader. The jacket of the book. So when you do a little (laughs) research into Mike, he spent like decades railing crack, just doing loads and loads of crack. Not like there's one point in an interview I heard where he talks about being up for 14 days in a row. And he was also at this time, like, just convinced that nobody had made the best pillow yet and like that all the pillows weren't good enough. So like he was just like high out of his mind, obviously couldn't sleep. And he was like, nah, man, these pillows, see the, it's the pillows. And then he just like rode that crack energy straight into like making this pillow. And I mean, this is if, if, like if all of the uh, COVID-19 like disasters that have happened one day after the next have been like a depressing uh, illustration of how capitalism doesn't work. Like this dude is the most entertaining illustration of how capitalism doesn't work. It's right. just like pure blind cocaine energy uh, it, yeah, translated it, into human form. And seems, he's become a billionaire. It really seems like a, like a sketch that would have been written. The, the, that whole commercial plays out so comedically. And my God, 14 NDEs, truly. My man, uh, something if you else. are doing, for if you have encountered death 14 times, you you need to step back and try and, to, try and find a pattern in your life. What well, What's going on that keeps bringing you to death's doorstep? Yeah, and that's also um, the kind of person, you can't tell them about COVID-19. Right. <laughs> They're like, oh, I had on. 14 near-death experiences <laughs> near death. <laughs> when I went from crack addict to CEO, okay? <laughs> like, I'm not afraid of a flu. Are you kidding me? I had, I had to fight off a bunch of fucking bandits in TJ, uh, over a pill. I mean, also, again, like you said, that pillow energy. I love blaming that the crack wasn't keeping you up constantly. Yeah, it's your it was pillow. pillow. See, that's it's fucking commi- that's committing. Pillow's uncomfortable, to a dog. Yeah, ah, that's um, what it is. It's a fucking pillow. <laughs> if he was smart, yeah. he would have uh, the soft cover of the pillow or of the book actually be two pillows binding the pages together, yeah. so you could sleep on the book after you're done reading it. But wow. I don't want to give advice. I mean, yeah. And the information yeah. will go straight into your soul. Yeah. Oh, and there's crack instead of feathers in the pillowcase. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> may cause a bit of may cause a bit of a rash. Right. Well, shout out to what's his name, Mike Lindell. That guy rules. Amazing. Uh, I, I hope he is back for many uh, happier returns on the Daily Zeitgeist because I holy shit, man, what. Just 14 near-death experiences is my favorite thing. Honestly. And also, like, the cheerful way that the woman he hired says, hopeless crack addiction, to like, is just so... Her it's, voice is so soothing and, like, syrupy sweet, but, right. like, well, such because, a perfect match for that It's almost to the point where, like, he's... Now his addiction, he's just commodified it as like a sales point. It's not meant to really yeah. actually inspire any kind of like <laughs> right. sympathy or any other empathy. It's like it's like 
he, and guys, he did crack, huh? Look at that. You know right. how we look at addicts yeah. and addiction. He was that. Yeah. And yet yeah. he's here. Almost to the point where I wonder like how, I mean, I don't want to question the validity of his history, but I wonder if he like, he plays that up too. He's like, uh, yeah, you're sure. I had 14 near death experiences. Yeah. Look, I, yeah. I was on a zip line once in Costa Rica and I, for a second, I thought it was, I wasn't buckled in. It was <laughs> right. scary. Right. Non-crack related. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Still, yeah, I no, felt like I was going to die. That's a near-death experience, so you know. But based off that, that's the type of person who you encounter in recovery who is, uh, first of all, like just pure confidence in the truth of their experiences the whole time, including when they were out of their mind on drugs. Right. They still just believe everything that they've ever experienced, and also just pure unsinkable confidence that they are in the right at all times. It's like just the, and you know, we'll, we'll speak in a straight line for four hours. If you let them, our president, I, <laughs> our president, my pillow, yeah. our president, <laughs> our president, my foot dude, shut up. It's this damn pillow, honey. That's why I haven't been able to sleep. In <laughs> right. Why are Mike, your lips I, on? <laughs> Mike, your pillows. fingertip, <laughs> yeah. man, goddamn, your fingertips might burnt the shit. The fuck's going? On? It's the fucking pillow, the friction on that fucking pillow. <laughs> Has anyone? I mean, in all fairness, what's different about the fucking my pillow? What the fuck is different? Because the website, good. I, I, the website I looks like a good pillow. The website looks like it's trying to lie to my grandmother. Like that's the energy right. of the website. That's exactly what it is. And so I'm like, yeah. what? What's in there? Is it? I remember like in the '90s when they're like, the Sobakawa pillow from Japan keeps your head. Right. Like I remember that was like the hook point. I don't know what this is except for a dude with like a cross dangling from his neck is hugging the shit out of a pillow. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's the important thing is that he has commodified his Christianity and, uh, and recovery. He has a cross around his neck in all pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Blake, it has been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, the pleasure is all mine. I love you guys. I'm a big fan of yours. Um, and then to find me, I guess, uh, Blake's Takes, for God's sakes, is my new podcast uh, where I give my take on a current event <laughs> each week from uh, the four subjects of politics, sports, relationship, and leisure. Um, so that's every Wednesday on Friday, I uh, post uh, topical jokes. And then uh, on Sundays, I've been doing a thing called Save the Last Dance, where right before um, the Last Dance documentary on ESPN, I'll do a pregame show where I discuss, uh, it's like Julia Stiles related trivia, um, the last uh, Save the Last Dance re- related uh, movie <laughs> trivia, and we talk 90s basketball on it um, as well. So nice. um, yeah, hey. those are two, BlakeWexler.com at BlakeWexler. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, there is. So um, <laughs> one of my uh, favorite tweets recently is from Katie O'Brien, who's a very funny uh, comedian, actress, and uh, at Katie C. O'Brien. And it says, me on every Zoom call. And then it's a screen grab of uh, E.T. in the grandma outfit with the wig and like all the grandma <laughs> clothes on. And I just forgot how funny that image is. Because it is us. We try to make ourselves look good, but like it's, we're still look like aliens. Uh, right. I have given up, in case you guys couldn't tell. I am unwashed. I haven't <laughs> shaved. 
just threw a hat on ahead of this call. Beard looks good. Um, hey, thanks, mm-hmm. man. I appreciate it. I also my face is scratched under the beard, so it's more. Uh, it's it's covering things up. It's from that it's rough ominous. pillow. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. dominating your face. Damn, damn pillow. pillow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles, where can people find you? And what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Huh. So you pawned off the kid's bronzed first pair of shoes because the pillow was uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. So the TV's missing because the pillow's uncomfortable. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, talking about the trash TV show 90 Day Fiance. It's a hit. Now, uh, a few tweets I like. Uh, actually, I like a lot today. So buckle up. We're going on a tour day tweet. Um, I don't, there's been a whole sort of new, uh, you know, on black Twitter, of a form of tweet which is basically an acronym of a some kind of long string of words uh, about, you know, typically you can piece it together based on hearing a voice in your mind. Uh, and this one is, it's, this one is from at lit like Mike. It says, dear Texas. And it just says I D G A F W G A S Y B S Y M F A I T G D H. And that translates to, I don't give a fuck what Governor Abbott said. You better you better sit your motherfucking ass in that goddamn house. <laughs> All right. Uh, then this one is from at Trippy Yelly. It says, y'all don't like using paper plates? I'll use a paper pot if I had the option. Fuck them dishes. <laughs> a fucking paper pot. Uh, another one from uh, at, at Dasani underscore bottle. You are not alone. There's bugs. <laughs> Just a nice thing while you're dozing off. Yeah, you're not a don't you're not alone. There's bugs. Alone. Dude, there's, there's bugs. bugs. Don't worry. Um Brendan O'Hare uh retweeted this headline from I uh, one of those like Things that you get randomly uh, push notif- notification of uh, the headline is the Daily Show makes history by airing longer episodes during coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> and Brendan O'Harry tweeted it and said, "History buffs like myself live for stuff like this." <laughs> uh, and then somebody tweeted a, uh, a screen cap from Animal Crossing, which uh, I don't. I don't play, but I'm familiar with it. And it's from a airport in in the world of Animal Crossing. And one of the signs shows uh, that the like a liquid container with like the red cross through it. And it says, see that little sign in the hall? They don't allow liquid containers on planes. That implies 9-11 happened in Animal Crossing, uh, which is a fucked up thing. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Oh, that's that was so from Fab Gorda, and then Kate Berlant, the great Kate Berlant, tweeted something that's true and depressing. She said, "So many Corona wedding vows coming. If we can get through quarantine, we can get through anything." Also, I love that you're goofy. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information 
that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on miles what is that going to be today something brazilian today uh some delight fun uh this track's called yeah mele y-e space m-e-l-e uh, and it's by luis carlos Vinas. Uh, who's like a pianist, Brazilian pianist from back in the day. Uh, great, you know, fun track. Light. Keep it light. Keep it bright. Light. Light. Brazilian. Light, baby. Light. Brazilian. Pianist. Here we go. Pianist, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this episode. Blake, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are going to be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye.